one day I would like to have right. I would like to have a live version. Right. And I want people to, to see like how different it is when we're just rambling versus the <laughs> Gilmore Girls version I put out <laughs> every week. <laughs> 12 seconds later. And welcome to Mind in the Multiverse. My name is Gabriel. And I am Jeremy. And we are here to talk about comics, culture, and learning. I screwed this up. Sorry. (laughs) Hold on. Gather together from the cosmic reaches of the universe. You mean our guest tonight is... Dedicated to truth, justice, and peace. It's the world's greatest superpower show. And welcome to Mind in the Multiverse. My name is Gabriel. And I'm Jeremy. And we are here to talk about comics, culture, and learning Latin one phrase at a time. Jeremy, this week our phrase is mea maxima culpa. Are you familiar with this one? No, no. I don't know any Latin whatsoever. It, no? It, it, no. It, it would be cool to learn a new language, but I probably wouldn't choose a dead one to learn. <laughs> you don't want to start with Latin? <laughs> no. No. That, that makes sense. I, I, don't, I don't follow you on that one. Well, for your knowledge, it means through my most grievous fault okay and this phrase is especially relevant this week because i have a personal apology to make actually i have two first i i apologize for uh the delay of this episode my bad Uh, i was doing some yard work and um while doing something very dangerous uh but with adult supervision uh my wife was there um i slipped in some wet leaves and just folded my leg the wrong direction. And if you've ever done this before, you know what I'm talking about. But that was on me. That was my bad. So uh, last week, I couldn't actually fit in my recording area uh, (laughs) because of the size of the brace that is on my leg. Um, So I apologize for for the lateness, especially we kind of left on a cliffhanger. It's a, you know yeah. we're doing a two part episode, so yeah, that's on me and uh, my damned wet leaves, <laughs> the wet leaves that will soon be disposed of <laughs> as soon as I'm back on two feet. So that's the first one, Maya Maxima Culpa, and second and and much more grievous, uh, I misspoke about a sacred subject here in the multiverse last episode, Howard the Duck. Oh, really? And last episode, I said that Howard had a Marvel Knights run, and I was incorrect. He had a Marvel Max run, Ah. and I had mixed the two up. And I know, I know. So (laughs) if you're like me and could use a refresher, Marvel Knights was a plan by Marvel, who in 1998 had just filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Which that's right, kids. There was once a, a very real future where Marvel was no longer. Oh, yeah. Comics were very uncool for a time. They were. It, they, were, they, were they really had been in an ebb and flow, and, and we were in a real ebb, I think. Yeah. Is that the bad one? Anyway, it was, it was <laughs> lean times. And... uh so Marvel's plan was to have uh, Joe Quesada and Jimmy Palamati find some hip young talent 
to try to help revive a few titles. Those titles were Black Panther, Punisher, Daredevil, and The Inhumans. And that talent was people like Brian Michael Bendis, Kevin Smith, Garth Ennis, and Steve Dillon. Marvel Max was an imprint launched in 2001 specializing in adult-only readers after Marvel broke with the Comics Code Authority and established their own rating system. I'm gonna go build my own theme park with blackjack and hookers. In fact, forget the park. Now, fun fact, Stan Lee openly criticized the Max imprint, referring to an incident of strangulation with intestines in the 2001 Fury miniseries. Well, the 60s were fun, but now I'm paying for it. Stan was 79 at the time. <laughs> Stan, we love you, but getting choked with your own intestines is pretty metal. <laughs> My sandwich was in there. And this is 2001 too, like we, you know, we we had we had gone over the the extreme 90s already, but uh yeah, he was not a he was not a fan. I, I think fan. he got over it. Uh, uh, later, but uh, the initial shock was a little much for, for yeah, poor Stan. He probably didn't set out in his mission to create what he <laughs> created with the idea of what was seen in some of the Max books. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Got a little intense. So if you're like me and you, you'd had those two mixed up. There you go. A little, little minor refresher. So uh, before we jump back into our 2001 Punisher storyline, which was a Marvel Knights run Marvel, Knights, yeah. Marvel Max run and please join me next week when I correct myself on that probably <laughs> but speaking of Punisher Punisher is a good practicing Catholic and he would definitely know Maya Maxima Culpa and I mean he's all about fixing these grievous faults <laughs> yes, he is. lots of folks are making grievous faults around him and Frank is not happy about those faults so and and he's here to make the world a better place so with that <laughs> we'll jump back into the uh the second half of our our coverage of this classic 2001 punisher storyline welcome back frank yeah so it, it it was definitely a cliffhanger we we saw the not the final obviously standoff between ma nucci's goons and and frank but they definitely got the drop on him Mm-hmm. And uh, we were left with him, you know, face down, yes. passing out. Last thing he saw was the fire from all the havoc that he had caused, regardless yes. of almost yes. dying. <laughs> and uh, and funny that you say, you know, his mission to make the world a better place. No. no. <laughs> was, was I wrong on that one? Was yeah. That Frank isn't, he's not too concerned with other people's happiness. Um, he's not concerned with his own happiness. That's for damn sure. Mm definitely is all about hate <laughs> you know he kills these people because he hates them okay. you know the the criminal element that he targets is, are the people who took what he cared for the most right right his wife and his and his kid and that kept his hate tank pretty full it it's overflowing <laughs> with the power of 20 raging suns <laughs> yes his hate tank is quite quite you know maxed out (laughs) and you know he has little bits of discussion if you remember from previous episode he has these neighbors that he will very very you know in short (laughs) sentences communicate with them a little bit and right and you know it's he doesn't do this to help 
at all. <laughs> it's it's not really about that. I mean, he obviously doesn't want innocent people to die, right? Right. So that's why he's also doing what he's doing. But it's not really for that. It, it, it's because he hates them. He hates them, and they need to die. That's it. Right. If other people get hurt, obviously that's not okay. He doesn't want innocent people to die. Mm-hmm. But if you're in his way, you have become something he hates because you're in between the bad people. And if you're protecting the bad people, you're a bad people. Even if you're an innocent polar bear, just minding its business, if you can be used in the fight against evil, you will be. Yeah. He he will (laughs) weaponize whatever, you know, innocent creatures he needs to. All right. Butterflies to polar bears. He doesn't care. (laughs) It just, just weaponizes an entire army of, of butterflies. Right. He weaponizes one of his neighbors. You'll see. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. little spoiler. Well, I've for... lived in apartments before. I understand <laughs> being weaponized by your neighbors. <laughs> You'll get to see what he how he weaponizes one of his very friendly. Because all of his neighbors are very friendly. It's yeah. necessary. But, yes. So, Frank, he's blacked out. Right. This is what are we in now? Issue seven. Okay. Yep. He uh, he's been shot. I think six times, if my memory serves correctly, and uh, just through sheer plot armor, he wakes up. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we have six issues to go plus the whole rest of the run. So, right. Our boy yeah, Frank yeah, doesn't you... die. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, he's full of holes. He's bleeding out on the cement, and he wakes up. And, you know, like I said earlier, this is a lot. All of the talking he does is in his head, you know, and he's talking about just how goddamn lucky he is. And all he's got to do is the easy task of getting up, making his way back inside to his apartment without being seen, (laughs) not bleed out on the way, passing out multiple times. But, you know, that's it. Just get up. It's a process. Yeah. Yeah. All simple tasks. Getting up. Walking to your door and going to your room, right? Yeah, and and a uh, little known fact: this was actually what inspired Dory in Finding Nemo to just keep swimming. <laughs> just yeah, just direct keep swimming. Lift from this. The the Punisher's thinking: I gotta keep killing. <laughs> just keep just killing. Keep killing. <laughs> just keep killing. So he he asks himself: How hard can it be? Well, extremely, obviously, when you're. Almost have no blood left in you and you're full of holes and, you know, broken bones and mm-hmm. any other number of horribly damaged internals you got. Mm-hmm. He has to make his way to his apartment. He makes his way there, but the art is really cool. It shows just how much Frank is suffering. <laughs> <laughs> He's sweating. I mean, the guy's dying. And S- Steve Dillon does good, you know, anguish. Yes. It's it's one of the things about his art that I love so much is that regardless of if you like his style or not, you know what a character is feeling for sure. Yeah. He has a very expressive um, style. Yes. Yeah. And he, he could do any face, you know, anger, sadness, confusion, any of it, you know, yeah. uh, fear. He's really good with the fear. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's, you, you never, you never guess what a character might be thinking. Or not rather right. thinking but feeling at any given time. So Right, right. Yeah. Right. Frank's face here in this panel, he's he's an unhappy fellow. And the room <laughs> is twisting and, you know, he's barely able to walk. But he you know, he manages to get into his apartment. We are you know, we're we see a little bit of Monucci in this first issue back 
And, uh, you know, she's still in the hospital. Well, she's not in the hospital, but she's in her room. She's still kind of bandaged up and healing at this point. And she doesn't have a lot of people left. And, you know, he just wiped out in the last issue before the cliffhanger. You know, yeah. how many more? A dozen more? Two dozen more? Just he keeps wiping out all of her dudes, right? All of her goons well, he keep like, getting whacked. He walks around with a minigun. Like, that's, that's a tough dude to go up against. Yeah. It, and she keeps throwing shit at him, and he keeps wanting it back. Obviously, you know, they're hurting him, but it's not enough. Right. She's losing her patience. She's pissed, you know. And the guys that are left, are, they're sweating bullets. They're like, are you sure? Like, why are you? I don't want to go down there. Why would we do that? Like, <laughs> Can we every move? single person you send away never comes back. <laughs> you know, the numbers are dwindling. And she's like, yeah. I don't fucking care. Basically, she's the head of the family and you got to right. do as you're told. Right, right. Um, she's a very disgusting lady. So I'll leave some of the, the finer details to the way she behaves to the reader when they actually pick up this book. Yeah. She's gross. <laughs> Let's put it that way. She's gross. Uh, so Frank does manage to get back into his apartment and he's trailing blood the whole way. I don't think Frank is really in the mind frame to think about those kind of details at this point because he collapses immediately onto his table. You know, typical like action movie scene where the hero makes right. his way back and he just collapses. Right. Busting right. shit up along the way. We find him. Well, okay. I have to also say that I'm going to kind of skim over the the detective soap and molly richthofen or whatever her name was subplot okay it's it's important but it doesn't really add a lot to got it you know how fun the book is there's there's moments in each of these chapters where they're just kind of going around trying to pick up pieces of what's happening Mm -hmm. they're always a step or three behind got it so it's more of like a, a narrative tool just to just to kind of give more exposition it was more exposition um I don't know if these characters are important later after this particular oh, first 12 issues. Then maybe they are. Um, I'd have to go back. and I have the other ones. I just have to read them. It's been years. Gotcha. So okay. as of right now, it's just they're doing their detective thing. And, you and can that's, imagine that's fine. It. I mean, yeah. we're, we're, we're all team Bud Plug over here. So exactly. Once, once he was out of the picture. You know, yeah, who whatever. cares, right? Yeah, they can do whatever. Yeah. Rest in peace, Bud Plug. <laughs> Uh, but they, I mean, they are, they're doing some things in that, you know, they, they're kind of moving the story along of, of the vigilantes that are out there. So remember there's those three vigilantes, right, yeah. uh, the holy Mr. Payback and elite. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So we see the two detectives are kind of following that. Uh, even though soap was like, that's bullshit. None of this stuff is what, you know, the Punisher does like the holy yeah. has been carving crosses into the foreheads of his victims that kind of right. shit. Right. Yeah, that's a very different vibe. Yeah. And Soap knows right away not that, but Captain wants you to do it, so you got to do it. So, the, yeah, throughout this the rest of these books there's a lot of that okay. intertwined, but I'll only mention it if it's really inter- important. And the Holy kind of seemed like the most interesting one. The other, the other two like Payback seemed kind of jokey. Elite is just gross. You know, uh <laughs> The holy seemed like like there was some meat on those bones. Yeah, it could be. It would make an interesting like. It would be cool if it was a, da- a daredevil criminal actually, because he has you know ties with the Catholic Church and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Punisher's got a lot of Catholic vibes too, but yeah, true. They would fit, but they're in the same you know 
They're in the they same are. neighborhood. They, they, they could yeah. cross over. Yeah, this is like Spanish, like Spanish Harlem or something that, this, that yeah. he's his operating. You know, his church is at is like right. his. It's uh, Father Redondo is his name. He's based in around the church, right? right. So, so we see, you know, the two detectives kind of interviewing the the church or interviewing Father Redondo, the the holy himself. They don't know it, and in the background, you see little old cleaning lady cleaning up his spilt wine. Oh God, I, I forgot about that poor lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, so we see Joan. Do you remember Joan, his mousy, scared of everything neighbor? Yes, the lady who makes too many pies. Yes, too many pies, too many cookies, too many of something to get her to go to his door, right? Yes. She hears the banging. She hears the thuds and makes her way over to the to his door and sees all the blood. Um, she 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 walks in. She sees the the puddle of blood, but there's no there's nobody there. And she's Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith, because remember he's going by right. John Smith. John Smith. And she opens up the door to like the room, and she sees all of his guns and all the ammo. It's basically, she sees his armory, and <laughs> she's freaking out. And behind her is Frank, standing there looking the way Frank looks. Yeah, with six holes with blood pouring out of them. Ooh, <laughs> and he's got the look on his face like. I'm going to break your damn neck. But obviously, Joan's innocent. He wouldn't do that. But he's not happy at all that she's in there. Right. Yeah. 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 His face is one of extreme annoyance. Because he's done a lot to kind of stay, like, you know, under under the radar. You know, he, he hasn't made relationships with these people. He's been around these people a long time. He's been able to keep that secret. Yes. And now that she's here, especially... The fact that, you know, she's someone who's nice and, you know, doesn't deserve anything bad to happen to her. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. He doesn't um, deserve. And he and he had mentioned yeah. already that he had been there too long. And this is like his worst fear coming true. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the last episode, he was on his way out, which was why he had his minigun collection with him, which was very mm-hmm. handy. Which was very lucky for him, right? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> he How wasn't caught unawares. hear the minigun fight outside? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> it's it's basically his like worst Black fear, Hawk right? down right outside of her window. <laughs> yeah, like, no shit. Man, she must really crank the tunes when she's fucking. I don't know muffins. if this door is going to protect me. <laughs> uh, we see a, a couple of a splash pages here and there of what the other vigilantes are up to. Uh-huh. Um, there's a hot dog salesman in Elite's neighborhood, and that just no. I That's not okay. That this is well. a nice neighborhood, okay? We don't need filth being, you know, uh, peddled out to the people in this nice neighborhood. So he puts a grenade in it and blows it up. <laughs> I, I love street hot dogs. What's this guy's problem? <laughs> it's filth. It, he would hate the food truck movement. He says, that, he says that this kind of riffraff lowers the tone. Ugh. And he needs to go. Well, he doesn't kill the hot dog vendor himself. Oh, that's good. That's yeah, he good. ran away. It's just his livelihood that was destroyed. His his name should be like the HOA, not the elite. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like he's so concerned about like neighborhood ordinances. Like, uh, I'm sorry, you're parked too close to the end of this curb. The yeah. HOA. <laughs> the HOA. I am enforcer. Yeah. No, that guy sucks. Yeah, he sucks. He super sucks. <laughs> it, it, he's a little bit crazy, that's for sure. Um, Joan freaking out 
She doesn't know what to do. She goes and she gets Dave, Spacker Dave. Okay, so he lets her leave. So so she sees. Oh oh yeah, you know what? I I kind of missed that. He. I was gonna ask you. I was gonna ask you. Okay, so he gives her the the death stare. She's like, oh snap, that what? And then we see a little bit of the elite, and okay. it's um Dave, and so she goes to get Dave. And so what we find out is that when Dave and her return to the room, Dave and her go back into the room and she says, and then he just fell over. So, so he was there, he surprised her, but okay. then collapsed. Okay. Got like it. he, he used one last shred of his energy to get up to, I don't know, maybe make her leave or scare or whatever, but then he collapsed. Right. right? Okay. He is bleeding to death. Big time. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, Dave, he's like. Don't call an ambulance. Don't call the cops. This is the freaking Punisher, right? right? This this guy is a big deal, and we need to help him. He's the one who kills all these bad guys. And if we call the cops or or an ambulance, you know, the cops will be involved in one way or another, and he doesn't want that. Gotcha. So does Dave make this? Does he make this assumption based on like the the weaponry? Because Frank isn't in uniform, right? Because he was he was moving. Nope he is he was in uniform. Oh, so okay. He, he was leaving. He he had a big uh, jacket on, a uh, oh, trench okay. coat. Yeah. He was on. He was leaving the apartment building, but he was on his way to like do the final cleanup of the Nucci family. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Yeah, got so it. he was geared up, ready to go. Okay. So now he's laying there, passed out on his floor, and Joan and Dave are looking at him in his Punisher outfit. Full Punisher regalia. Full on. Right. So so Dave convinces her not to call anybody, and that they need to help him, right? They need to get this guy healed up, stitched up, fixed up, whatever they need to do, and not inform anybody. And if anybody <laughs> comes calling, because, you know, the bad guys will come, is what he says, basically, uh-huh. you guys, you got to be cool. We got to protect him. So they lift him up. He's heavy as shit. Yeah. <laughs> they get him into uh, they get him into a bed, and he said he kind of wakes up. You know, he hears them talking, and and uh, she says, "Take it easy, Mister Smith. It's okay. We know who you are. Your secret's safe. We ain't gonna call the cops." Oh, it's Dave talking. Me and Joan are gonna look after you. <laughs> and Frank opens his eyes really wide. He's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Mousy Joan and Spacker right. Dave. Yeah, that's not who you want, like, you know, seeing you off of the surgeon's table. Like, no, we no. got this. Oh, oh, no, I'm going to die. No. All right, well. <laughs> yeah, Spacker Dave, he's, you know, he lives up to his name. It, 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 he's also, you know, the way he looks, he's got a million piercings okay. on his face. Okay. Like, I don't think Frank is going to have a lot of confidence in this kid, right? <laughs> So uh, we we see Mr. Payback. He executes some CEO getting interviewed on national TV. He shoots him right in the damn head and gives him he gives a little speech about why he's doing what he's doing. Uh-huh. So we we are still getting more glimpses of what the uh, vigilantes are up to throughout these last okay. six issues. And he gets away with that, like just icing a guy on national television. <laughs> so <laughs> he he walks up and you know the the dialogue for the CEO is very condescending and mm-hmm. frankly, blah, 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 you know, and all these sure. wonderful pillars of industry, blah, 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 being murdered by the psychopath. Right. And, uh, he walks up from behind and it's kind of through the, the viewfinder kind of look. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he just shoots him right in the damn head. And then he grabs the <laughs> microphone and starts doing a speech over <laughs> national TV. <laughs> and then when he hears the, 
the sirens. He's like, oh, that's the cops. I got to go. And he, and he jams. Uh-huh. So he only stayed as long as there were no cops around. You know, there's like security in a TV studio. <laughs> and this was like outside of the guy's oh. building. Okay, got it. Okay, man on the street interview. Uh, public. Yeah, okay. like they right. stopped the CEO when he was leaving for the day, and and he was asked the questions about these vigilantes, and he just got had it. to you know give his two cents. Well, Mister Payback was waiting in the wings, all right, and shot his brains out the side of his damn head. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. And I, I, I gotta remember, you know, Garth Ennis wrote this. I, I gotta trust that it it's not dumb. <laughs> it's it's not dumb, right? And that makes perfect sense. In my but head, it's I was like, silly, yeah. Oh, is it a TV? Series? There's cops already there. What, what, but yeah, trust the writer. Yeah. It, it's it's definitely a situation that you would see in the real world. You know, just out on the street, just you know, stop the guy as he was leaving for the day, kind of, you know, interview. Right. So right. so Mr. Payback had plenty of access to him. There was no reason for them to have cops around. But he jams as soon as he hears, you know, sirens. He gets the hell out of there. But yeah, so we see uh, those two very nervous goons that were talking to Manucci before, who she had sent to go watch the building to make sure he doesn't leave. Okay. Uh, they're actually getting a cup of coffee in a diner, and they actually see the interview of Mister Payback shooting the guy, and they're they're just like, okay, well, shit, we we better go, you know, like they don't want to do this. They're they know that everybody who goes to that freaking apartment building dies. Oh, really? So they're just like dead men walking. Like, yeah, oh. that's and that's exactly what he says. Yeah, is, yeah, the condemned man's last meal. You know, wow. that's what they they say. Yeah, but they they resign themselves to their fate and they pose themselves as cops. So they're kind of being a little bit smarter about it, just trying okay. to yeah, rather than just storm in. Right, and uh, they go to Jones' door first, and she's cold as fucking ice. She's like, yes, no, don't know anything. I just stay here. I'm scared of everything. I don't go outside. And just shuts the door. Which is reasonable. Like, that, I would buy that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, they, I mean, she closes the door, and he's like, what a weird little chick. <laughs> so her, she she was fine. She she did what Spacker Dave had asked her. She was cool, calm, and collected. Right. Didn't give up any information, right? Nice. Spacker Dave, on the other hand, the 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 one who was extremely happy about the situation. This is uh-huh. so cool. It's the freaking Punisher. You got to be cool. <laughs> you got to be. You got to play it straight. You got to be all right. And then they come to his door, and he freaks the fuck out. Oh no! Yeah, he's like, "You got to be cool. I got to be cool. Got to be cool." He opens the door, and he just starts yelling. <laughs> He opens the door and like they have their fake badge out. He opens the door and he literally is like, ah, he just screams. You're not cops. He just straight away accuses these guys. I know who you are. I know who you're here. You're here for him, but I'm not saying nothing. I'm not oh. telling. I'm not betraying the Punisher. Oh, Dave. So he totally, totally loses his fucking shit. Oh, yeah. And then Dave. he's like, you guys get lost. And they're just like, really, pal? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. See, he, he screwed up. Yeah. Spacker Dave, he's not so reliable when it when it comes to some pressure. It seems mm, okay. Joan did her job. Dave right. fucked it up. Yeah. So now we're into issue eight, and uh, Joan is sitting with Mister Smith, and she asks, you know, why do you do it? Why do you kill bad people? And this is where Frank just says, "I hate them." That's all he says. I hate them. No. It's not for any other reason. She says, oh, I thought it would be because you wanted to make the world a safer place for good people. <laughs> he doesn't say anything else after that. <laughs> no, it's because I hate them. All right. All so right. so Frank, is he's still laid up. I mean, he's 
this this splash page of chapter eight, he's literally laying in this bed that's just soaked with blood. Okay. Yeah. Just and he's laying there, and his inner dialogue is, "Well, I didn't think it was going to be like this when I finally bit the dust, but here I am laying in a pool of my own damn blood." With Spacker Dave and Joan for company. <laughs> <laughs> of all the ways for somebody like him to go out, right? I mean, that's really the only variable. He had to have known that he was going to go out in a pool of his own blood. Like, it was just pool of his own blood, of yes. Who it was going to be spending those last moments with. <laughs> exactly. He never thought it would be in somebody's dirty ass bed, that's for sure. No, it would probably be like you know Daredevil reading him his last rites or something like that. <laughs> that's probably what he more had in mind. Exactly. Or the electric chair. Right, yeah. Make it yeah. quick, but no. Not not, not with these Slowly two. bleeding out. Right. <laughs> with nothing but Meek Joan for company and Spacker uh, Dave, who yeah. actually now at this point, is yelling and screaming and there's a lot of ruckus going on <laughs> and Joan is sitting with uh Frank and she's like yeah there's uh something going on it's been going on for like an hour now so what happens is is that these two you know quote unquote cops they yeah. they don't believe Dave no <laughs> no they don't believe him they go in and uh, they have him strapped to a chair and Monucci you know she's like get the information no matter what you do Whatever you have to do right. to that little rat shit yeah. and get the information, right? Yeah. And so he's like, okay, that's fine. And he's got this look of glee on his face because he pulled out a pair of pliers. Like oh. I had mentioned before, Spacker Dave's face is full oh, of metal. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. Oh, this is going to get gross. I mean, right. we're talking, he's got, you know, <laughs> lip rings on the bottom lip, lip rings on the top lip, in his cheeks, in his eyebrows, nostrils, everything, right? Chin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Full of metal. I've, I've, I've. I know no one can see me, but you can. Phys- I am physically bracing myself for this next part. <laughs> it's not good. All right. These are not friendly men. No. no. And uh, we see after after Ma Nucci hangs up with these guys, uh, she tells the goon that was holding the phone for her because remember she's limbless right. Ma Nucci at this point. That's right. Thanks to weaponized polar bears. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> she tells. <laughs> I had forgotten about that. <laughs> weaponized polar bears. Ma Nucci is still laying in bed with all gotcha. bandaged up. Can't gotcha. even hold a phone. Now it's still yodeling potato mode. That's right. Got it. So she hangs up and she tells her lackey, she says, you, lackey, look in my address book and try every number you can find for the Russian. That's all she says, the Russian. All right. And then she says under R because <laughs> the guy's a fucking moron. <laughs> There's nothing under T for the Russian. So... So that's the last we see of her for a few minutes. And uh, we get some more scenes with Detective Molly and Detective Martin. And uh, for a split second, poor Martin Soap thinks that this young, hot detective is into him. She's not. (laughs) He orders more drinks. So uh, Joan just, you know, she's like, Dave's screaming. And Frank is like, what? He's barely awake. And yeah. the color that they're using for his skin is, you know, very uh, pale and kind of bluish. Yeah, most of his blood is on the outside right now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's not where you want it. No. That's yeah. not the optimal place yeah. for it. No. A little bit, sure. <laughs> you want to keep most of it. You know, for tests and stuff, but no, not all of it. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's your mind in the multiverse pro tip of the day. Keep most of your blood on the inside. Yes. And you'll do great. Most blood <laughs> inside. Yes. Don't forget, children. Blood inside. Blood inside. If blood is coming out, there's reasons to be concerned. Sure. 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 So he hears the screaming at this point, you know, it took Joan to wake him up, but he hears it and he says, Help me up. And she's like, What? Why the fuck would I help you up? And it, it shows him getting up and it's the pain is, you know, lightning. Just yeah. he can't handle it. But he's gotta he's gotta help, right? He's gotta stop poor Dave from getting murdered. Right. So he pulls out a knife that he had. I don't know where the hell he had it. <laughs> it's just my walking knife. <laughs> he pulls out this knife and he tells Joan to stay back. And he, he knocks on the door, and as soon as the guy says, who's there, he just stabs the guy under the sternum. <laughs> and remember, still bleeding everywhere. Right, yeah, he still he doesn't have time for any quips. Or no, that. no like, yeah, uh, no quips, no talking. Quick. He just yeah. shoves the knife into this guy and falls down with him. You know, he's extremely weak. So okay. the guy dies, but he falls to the ground with him, and he kind of gets his arm pinned underneath him. Okay. <laughs> and he, the guy's like, what? The other guy who was yanking the stuff out of Spacker Dave's face. Because as we learned earlier, the first one is free. The first that, one is that, free. That's exactly. what Frank taught us. That first one's free. So you got to make it count. So you take that yeah. guy down. All right. Now and it's confusing. Go. Yeah. They're like, what? The, the surprise yeah. makes people hesitate. Yeah. So he, sa- he says, the fucking Punisher, basically? Like, this is crazy. And Frank just holds the knife up and presses a button. And it's a ballistic knife. So the... <laughs> So the the blade shoots into this guy's chest. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, That's not a thing. Is that says, a thing? I don't know. He's ballistic knife, uh, spring loaded. I'm gonna do a quick Google search with everybody on the line here. Is a, is a and let's see. Ballistic. Ballistic. Knife. That's hilarious. Kniffy. <laughs> let's see. They exist. Spring-loaded ballistic knives. You are shitting me. No, I don't know all this how in. far they can shoot. Hey, man, it's enough. I am officially incorrect. Again, I would just have to trust <laughs> Garth Ennis. Every time, I'm like, are you kidding me? All right, well, fuck me. I'm wrong then, I guess. That is a spring-loaded knife. I have a, a video, a KGB <laughs> ballistic knife, American style, and he is about to shoot it. It's spring-loaded. Sure. And and it shot about six feet into wood and stuck. Hey, that's enough. That'll do it. (laughs) All right. So Frank's got a KGB spring-loaded action knife. That's right. right. I'm I'm in it. I'm I'm with it. And just like you and myself... This this goon had no idea that such a thing existed. He thought he had a he free so, shot. He was so ready to die too. And then even <laughs> after being prepared, he gets stuck. Goes, what the goddamn? Stabbed from across the room. Wow. <laughs> all right. Well. All right. That's that's yep. that's game zero. And it's two. All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> So Frank is now on the ground. He's dispatched yet another two of Manucci's goons. Wow. And yeah. And with much effort on his part, even though it still seemed easy for him, you know, Joan comes in to help him up and Frank (laughs) points out to Joan, they've pulled out his rings and she looks, the the look on her face is one of shock. We don't get to see 
his face though. Luckily, we are oh. saved the gore. Um, he I'll doesn't. He doesn't look good. I'm sure, sure. but we don't see it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and I also have to say, I forgot to say, he doesn't say anything. He freaked out at the door, uh-huh. but while they're torturing him, he doesn't give up where he's at. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, that's 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 pretty metal. All right. So when it when it came down to it, when it when it really mattered and the rubber hit the road, he hung tight. That's right. All right. Well, when it really counted, Dave held strong. He couldn't handle opening a door, but <laughs> having all of the metal ripped out of his face, he was able to. Wow. Yeah. Right. Pretty crazy, huh? Yeah. Well, hopefully Frank appreciates that when he, you know, comes to and 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 maybe, you know, sets up a a GoFundMe for some plastic surgery for <laughs> poor Spacker Dave because something, right? Yeah, so a I, thank you of some kind, a card at least. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully Joan will make him some cookies or something once he can <laughs> eat again once his lips heal. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> All right, um, way, to, way to hang on dave I'm proud yes of you. dave's a hero and, and he didn't need he he needlessly put himself in that situation but <laughs> he could just he could have just not opened the door exactly he could have yeah. just been not home but right. no. <laughs> yeah so the next we see is frank passed out yet again on the the bed and this time there's an old doctor oh well, i mean old he's Mid 40s, maybe early 50s looking guy, really haggard, but he did what he could, right? He took out all of the metal he could find, all the bullets he could find, and he patched up the Punisher. He's no longer bleeding, wow. and he's a drunk. He's drinking heavily. <laughs> At least he's sterilized. He exactly, and and quiet. He knows he, this is the kind of guy that Frank necessarily wouldn't go to, but he knows that this dude won't say shit. Right? right. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole time he's getting worked on, Frank is biting a bullet. Ooh. Well, yeah, keep it traditional. <laughs> he tells the guy, you know, we agreed on what three thousand or whatever it was. He's like, and Frank says, "There's money in the back. Give him ten. It's to shut the hell up." And he says, "Got it." He says, uh, "He says, you know, the ten grand is for keeping your mouth shut." And the doctor, he says, "No, son, it's for buying whiskey." <laughs> so within the within the span of like three pages, uh-huh. I already feel bad for this doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and we ne- never see him again. He gets paid, he leaves, and it's like, that guy was a really sad, sad person. A little powerful vignette there. He's like, <laughs> and then he's off. Have terribly depressing adventures somewhere else. <laughs> oh, he also fixed up Dave's face. Oh, good. Oh, and now Dave. Dave is wrapped almost 100%. His face is only open from his eyes and his mouth mm-hmm. in bandages. So we don't get to see Dave's face. <laughs> for a while <laughs> so he's just doing like the invisible man thing for the rest of the exactly the of the yes Got that's it. exactly what he looks like <laughs> so good on you dave good yeah you. good you, you at least you're not going to bleed to death yourself at nah. least you know you got some some decent stitches at least you, you made us and the guy may have been drunk but you don't have any <laughs> hospital bills to worry about yes <laughs> so uh, after uh after the doctor leaves, he is telling Joan that as soon as he's able to, he's getting the fuck out of there because they're all in danger. Yeah. And then he, he actually says to Joan, he says, you know, uh, she says, yes, Mr. Smith. And he says, my name is Frank. So he kind of, he came clean. He opened up a little bit. You know, he's, these people saved his life. He's throwing them a bone, right? Right. Well, they Trusting took a lot of hits them. for him. Yeah, he, literally. And it's not the last. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not the last yeah, at all everyone needs to move 
Everyone just needs to leave that building. <laughs> yes, absolutely. They all, it's not safe anymore. <laughs> so remember how Ma Nucci had one of her, her last remaining goons to call somebody yeah. called the Russian, right? Yeah. Well, we are introduced to this. It's in Kazakhstan and it's this little unassuming hut uh, in the middle of nowhere, seemingly. And there's some guys up on a hill staking it out. And, you know, they're talking about how they're awesome. This guy can't be as bad as the the rumors are. It's all bullshit. Because after all, we're Bravo Force. And it's this ridiculous, (laughs) like, shot of them in their gear, like, all together, looking Uh at the camera kind of thing. Uh Bravo Force. So these guys are (laughs) supposed to be a big deal. Okay. You know, they've and they've done all this. They did this and they did that and they never lost a guy. This is just one person. How how bad can it be? Gotcha. This is your SEAL Team Six. Yeah, SEAL Team Six. This is your your badass, you know, military force. secret force. Bravo force. And uh, they enter the house and are immediately torn to shreds. <laughs> and this person you don't see any see hello comrades, right? And, uh-huh. All shit goes, there's explosions, there's screams, there's tearing sounds, crunching sounds, ripping sounds. Uh, the the building, this little hut is just getting torn apart. And then we see a person fly out of a window. <laughs> and then we see a person fly out of the front door completely naked with ah. a gun. His like <laughs> M16 or whatever his automatic rifle is. Uh-huh. Bent around his neck like a necklace. Ah, and Classic. he's saying, crawl back to your masters, little man. Tell them my patience runs thin. One more of these stupid attempts on my life, and the Russian will come for them. Now go. Da, da, da. Yeah. So this badass Bravo Force team, you know, was 100% not up to the task to kill the <laughs> Russian. So that's a little taste of who this guy is. We see the gotcha. inside of the building as he answers the phone. Because uh-huh. this is kind of a flashback to when he gets the call initially, right? Oh, okay. Got it. And we see one of Team Bravo or Bravo forces. He's halfway, like his whole bot, half of his body is subbed into the toilet. <laughs> Another one of their heads is firmly planted inside the wall. Sure. Uh, one of them has an axe in his back. Ew. One of them is just legs sticking out of the fireplace. <laughs> and then another one is laying in his own pool of blood with his he's like bent into a pretzel he's just getting creative he's getting creative right <laughs> like okay let's put this here let's bend that here this way <laughs> this is feng shui and he gets the call and he says oh you know long time no here i haven't heard from you in a long time <laughs> ma Nucci, right and he it shows his hand as he hangs up the phone and the phone is a for all you youngsters out there, like a, an actual phone that sat on your table oh. or hung on your wall, and it was the receiver with the cord, the cord and everything. Wow! Back in the in the olden times, <laughs> and uh, the phone is extremely small in this guy's hand. So he's oh okay, he's very large. Gotcha. So <laughs> we cut three weeks later. We're now into issue nine. Okay. Three weeks later, and Ma Nucci, she's now, she's wearing like this little black suit. She's sitting on a nice plushy couch, and she's yelling. She's on voice, uh, like a speakerphone, and she's yelling at other families. Nobody is coming to help her. The Russian hasn't showed up three weeks later. She's, you know, she's all alone. Everybody's dying around her, and no families want to help her. So she's very obviously irate, right? Okay. And all of a sudden... (laughs) In walks the Russian. <laughs> and he's absolutely massive. 
He's as white as two of her goons put together. Okay. He's got these jeans that are pulled up over his belly button, and he's wearing a skin-tight, striped white and red shirt that's tucked in. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a scar on his eye. He's a very imposing figure, but comically so. Okay. This guy is, you know, it's funny looking. So yeah, he finally shows how does up. He, how does he size up against, like, Frank? Way bigger. Way bigger? Okay. Way bigger. Um, I mean, Frank is big. He's drawn in this yeah. as, as quite the large man, but right. the, the Russian is way bigger. Okay. Got it. Yeah. He is a big, hearty fella. <laughs> um, so it's been three weeks, like I had mentioned. So Frank has had time to heal up. Heal up, not all the way, obviously. Right. But he's he's it now he's actually leaving. He He couldn't do any packing up and leaving while he was healing. So now that he's feeling better, he's finally getting the hell out of there. Okay. He runs into Mr. Bumpo, who is carrying one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pizza boxes <laughs> into his apartment. So he's bringing them <laughs> All right. home to eat. Got it. Got it. Not taking the garbage out for the week. This no. Is a, this is a single use. This is, yeah. He's coming back from picking up his snack or Got lunch it. or whatever. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Frank is passing by, and, and Mr. Bumpo says, uh, hey, you know, take it easy, Mr. Smith. Uh, keep on punishing. Oh, okay. <laughs> so once again, Spacker Dave couldn't keep his mouth shut. Oh, no. But he figured Mr. Bumpo, he's one of them. Yeah. He's one of us. Right. You know, we can trust Mr. Bumpo. It's all good. Sure. And uh, so, yeah, so Frank's a little uh, annoyed <laughs> with the fact that Spacker Dave can be tortured and almost killed and not say word one. Right. But he can't keep his mouth shut in a normal, everyday conversation. <laughs> uh, well, he's Spacker Dave. You know? He's Spacker Dave. Yeah, what can, what can you do? So, Mr. Bumpo, he's like, hey, don't worry about it. Like, you don't have to worry. I'm not going to say shit. And he's like, yeah. uh-huh. We'll uh-huh. see. Yeah. Right? Frank, you know, doesn't trust a lot of people. Let's put it that way. He's none too happy. Right. So Manucci, she's talking with the Russian, and she's like, what the fuck? Three weeks, dude. Where have you been? <laughs> and the Russian goes on to tell her that, you know, when he was on his way, because as soon as he got the call, he was headed over there. Lickety split. Okay. But then he remembered, he says, you know, his memory isn't what it used to be ever since they took the bullets out of his skull. <laughs> He forgot that he's wanted in 48 states in the United States of America. And when his plane was over Canada, he did what any reasonable person would do, and he caused it to crash. (laughs) So when it crashed, he says that he hit his head, and he forgot what he was doing. Ah, He forgot why he was in the plane. He forgot why he was in Canada. And so for three weeks, he just kind of ran around and then... eh, Memory came back, and he remembered, oh, yeah, I was supposed oh. to go see Ma Nucci. So he makes his way from Canada to her house. That's what <laughs> took so long. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, as as excuses for being late go, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. I crashed in a plane, Yeah. and I forgot what I was doing. Yeah, happens. See, he's, he's also very excited about this because she played it up like, you know, the Punisher is this – great american superhero right uh-huh. and he's like who do i get to fight thor iron man that kind of thing like ah, who who okay. is this and she hands him a picture of the punisher uh-huh. and he's like big skull is cool <laughs> 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 and then he asks how much right 
And she says 10 million, and he's super happy about that. He says Score. the Russian could buy many pairs of Levi's for that amount. <laughs> many compact disc. <laughs> he's stoked. Uh, like, yeah. the thought of new jeans is, is a big hey, deal. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Russian. He's great. Um, so she says, you know, I have these two idiots right here. They're going to show you where he's at. They're going to take you right to him. He's still there. And they're not happy. Once again, these guys have been watching all their buddies, right. all their brothers in arms die every right. single time they go anywhere near that place. Yeah. They, they have a, they have a very real perception of being red shirts. Right. Exactly. They know, like, all right, well, we're going to, we're going to escort this human tank and then we're going to die. And then um, the human tank is going to do whatever he's going to do. But we are for sure going to die. So yeah. it's been nice working with you, Nunzio. Keep it real. See you on the other side. Peace out. And they, they almost do that. They're like, they're like, no. Like, this is, no. I don't want to. And the Russian grabs one of them. And he's like, he you know, like a reassuring... You know how you would do with a friend who's worried? You put the, your arm around them and give them a little squeeze uh-huh. and reassuring, like, sure. it's fine, pal. Right, right. You'll be okay. Yeah. Well, he grabs him and he lifts him up and he says, relax. And he squeezes. He gives him that reassuring, friendly squeeze, right? The, All right. It's going to be fine. And instantly kills him. <laughs> <laughs> his face turns purple and blood comes out of his mouth. And he says, "Just you and me now, partner." Uh, to the other guy, you know what? I, I I would I would I would venture to say that the first goon got off flight. Like you know what? We're gonna die. At least this will be quick, and I'll be here. I won't be shredded. It was by super awful. fast. Yeah, it, he he died really fast. His his internal organs were liquefied almost immediately. So he did get out easy. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good luck, other so, guy. <laughs> I love the Russian. He's a great character. We cut back to Frank. He's loading up his van and he's telling Dave why he's got to get out of there. He asks him the, basically the same thing we had just said. Why the hell could you resist the torture, but not an everyday conversation? Like, get your shit together, basically, right? Yeah. yeah. So he tells, he tells Dave everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. He has to go and they're in danger and that's why he's leaving. And Dave's not, he's like, okay, you know, I don't want you to go. It's the coolest thing that ever happened to me kind of situation, right? You got your face torn off. <laughs> yeah, but it was like, you know, he was with the Punisher. You know, he did something cool. He's part of it now. You know, he's like a partner. Uh, this is like K-pop fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we see Molly, Detective Richtofen, and Detective Soap. They're still outside of Manucci's place. They're still waiting for their big opening, you know, their plan to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detective Martin Soap is not confident that this is going to work at this point, by the way. <laughs> no, why would he? I know, right? Nothing has worked. Everything's gone to shit for both of them this whole time. So they actually see the one last remaining goon leave with the Russian and he's he takes up this massive amount inside the car. It's hilarious. And they get some pictures to find out who the fuck this guy is, right? Okay. Um a little bit more on the vigilantes now too, by the way. Oh, okay. Right? So, yeah. So we get to see that, you know, they're starting to be on the news more and they start to kinda ha- each one of them independently start to get an idea teaming up. Dun, dun. With the Punisher returning 
and then these new vigilantes doing what they're doing, it's this weird rash of vigilante murders happening and the holy elite and Mr. Payback all get the same idea basically. Whoa, we could be a team and all we need <laughs> is the Punisher to lead us. Oh no. Yeah, cuz that's yeah. right. They they think that they're all like birds of a feather or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no. You guys are all sick psychopaths. Yeah. Our sick psychopath is our guy. <laughs> <laughs> we exactly. don't want any new sick psychopaths. I'm sorry. Yeah. There and and Frank is 100% of the mind that there's only room for one vigilante like him. Right. And he's very right. directed. You know, he's going against the mob and stuff like that. Like these guys are just like they just like killing. You know? They just like killing. Yeah, they're they're killing people that are that yeah. are innocent. They may be doing shady shit, right? But... Like payback is is kind of you know it's it, but you, yeah he's murdering people you know because like of their occupation like that's still right. not really like unless your occupation is mafia like <laughs> you know that's just your job or whatever. Right. Um, the holy. I mean, at least he gets confessions from people. You know, it's like. You know, it's not just happenstance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's killing folks that don't necessarily deserve to die, but definitely if but you have, know they could get arrested and go to jail for yeah. theft or or have something sinned like that in in his you know moral structure or whatever. And then the elite can just go fuck off, like fuck your shit, whatever. That guy sucks. But yeah, the guy hella sucks. Yeah, <laughs> hella sucks. Like I I get where Mister Payback's coming from, but not. Not right, to that yeah. extent, obviously. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the Holy, yeah, fuck that guy too, right? Holy's just crazy. Like, that's, that's just crazy. That's fine. All right, so, yeah, that'll be a fucked up team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're convinced. They're like, this gives me an idea. And Frank is actually watching the same, while he's loading up his guns, he has the TV on and he sees the same report that they do mm-hmm. that is, you know, are these connected, right? And he's like, uh-huh, like, what is this? Like, what are they trying to say? Right. Right? There's only one me. These guys, mm-mm, there's yeah. a problem. Right. So that kind of kind of lays the little seed that he's going to do something about those problems. Got it. Right? Got it. Because, yeah, Punisher's an established character. I mean, he's got, yes. you know, he's got brand recognition. He's got, you know, he's got to be concerned about his copyright and who, <laughs> who is tarnishing his good name. <laughs> exactly. They're, they are not... They're the bad element, right? Yeah, he what he's doing is it needs to be protected. They're just they're just making it wrong, right? They're they're putting the the wrong uh, kind of spin on what he's doing. <laughs> they aren't doing the right kinds of murders, right? Exactly, <laughs> the right kind of murder is up to Frank. <laughs> uh, Detective Molly and Detective Martin they get some info back on the on the Russian, and it's not pretty. It almost makes Martin throw up. <laughs> Some wow. of the shit that he's done. And there's photos to go with it. We don't see him, but uh-huh. based off Detective Soap's face, it ain't good. So the Russian is obviously a depraved fella. I can imagine. Like, he just squeezed a dude to death for funsies. So, yeah, he's and probably like, not. not even on purpose. He was actually trying to be nice to the guy. He was. Oh, really? He was like, yeah, he grabbed him. He was. <laughs> he said, he was like, he was like, don't worry. This You're with me now. You'll be fine. And crushed him. That's even, I don't know if that's better or worse. I thought he did it on purpose. Like, like, oh, you're doubting me? I'll kill you. You, remaining guy, get in line. Or, you know, like, here's the pecking order. 
But if it was on accident, it's kind of sweet, but also scarier. Yeah, he was. He was. It was like a Baby Huey, you know, or a, um, it was like Lenny from Mice and Men. Lenny, that's his name. Lenny from Mice and Men. Yeah, he didn't know his own strength. Right. You know, he was just trying to be nice to the guy. He's like, cheer up, and that's why, you know, the loving friendship squeeze on the shoulder. Hey, it'll be fine. Got Crunch. it. Crunch. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So, so Frank's trying to leave. He, he's trying to get the hell out of here. He's still got stuff to pack up. And Joan is really sad that he's leaving. And she wants to, she wants to know why it's so easy for him. And he says it's, it's, just, it's a choice. He makes that choice every single day. And it's as simple as doing it or not doing it. There's nothing confusing. He hates them. They need to die, so he chooses to kill them. Right, right. And she's she's basically on a on a rant about how she's scared of everything. She's mm. tried changing her situation, but she just can't seem to not be scared. She wants to leave the city. She hates the city, right? Mm. And he's like, "It's simple. Just go. Right. Just just go. You're you're making it worse by not doing it." And, you know, ever since I met you kind of thing, I feel safe for the first time in forever. And he's like, no. Yeah, you shouldn't. You are not safe. <laughs> I'm a dangerous killer who attracts other dangerous killers. You should not feel <laughs> safe around me at all. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, she she's like, this place sucks. And he's like, it does. Yeah. This city is horrible. It's terrible, especially for folks like you. Right? And she's like, why do you stay if it's so bad? And he's like, because I like it. <laughs> it's my jam. It's my jam. <laughs> this is this is his world, and she definitely doesn't belong in it. She just needs to go. That's why he says, just go, right? right. She right. can't really wrap her head around it. It's too scary. Right, yeah. <laughs> so the end of that chapter nine, or issue nine, is the Russian with this look on his face as he's standing outside the door of the apartment building. Oh, no. This look of like, oh, I finally get to kill something. <laughs> <laughs> intentionally <laughs> that that is also like a sport you know like he's going up against a real threat which is yeah probably fun for him <laughs> yeah i mean he he got the rundown of who this punisher guy was yeah. he's taken out so many of ma nucci's goons so yeah he's hoping for some fun right right yeah he's and he's also looking to not like do it quickly okay so the chapter or issue 10 opens up with a big old punch to the face as soon as Frank's trying to walk out the door, the <laughs> Russian is there and just cracks him in the face. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. <laughs> and he's like, you're the Punisher, yes? Of course you are. You look just like your picture. <laughs> and then he steps on the back of his head and then picks him up and then throws him through a wall. Uh, so this is only three weeks after the bullet. I was going to say, yeah, he's still probably pretty weak. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he is not fully healed. So I dislocated my knee three weeks ago and i i'm still not confident enough to stand on two legs i can't imagine then fighting a super villain <laughs> no shit exactly yeah and i mean we don't really know exactly how super this guy is he's obviously very very strong mm. you know he took care of bravo force no problem got it and he and we saw the the bent gun around uh, the guy's neck so yeah, yeah he's I'm strong gonna, but we don't really know i'm gonna say super villain if you can if you can pretzel a rifle around someone's neck i'm, I'm gonna say that puts you in the uh, super powered category absolutely he's definitely a super villain but uh, we just don't know quite how super yet uh, okay got it so 
long story short, he's not super, super, right? Okay. He's just like extra durable, extra strong. Extra Russian. He's extra Russian, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we see, a, we see a, a goon is reporting back to Manucci. She's got these little, she's sitting at a, at like a, makeup desk or whatever there's called a, a, oh, a right. dresser. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? And she's, and there's all these little robot arms or maybe not robot arms, but they're just holding like her lipstick and her little pouch. So she can kind of do things for herself sitting yeah. there. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> she's, she's on the phone basically just with the mayor, you know, this stay the fuck out of the way. I sent somebody. Okay. He's there now. Right. Keep your cops out of it. Right. 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 Because Ma Nucci, the Nucci family, has some dirt on the mayor and the commissioner. So he's like, okay. Uh, She does some nasty stuff that I'll leave to you guys because it's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) It's gross. It's really, really gross. She basically makes one of her lackeys feel very uncomfortable. Oh, okay. So we cut back to Frank getting thrown around still. And it's just thrown against the wall. Kicked in the gut. You know, he's not killing him quick. He's taking his time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank gets a couple of good shots in. Shows him. He helps him up. Hey, here, stand up. <laughs> Take your best shot. Dust yourself off. You know, go for it. And he just stands there with his hands on his hips. And Frank just lays into him with a chair. And he says, that's the spirit. And the chair just disintegrates across his face. He doesn't even move, right? Uh, I like the Russian, too. Oh, it's great. And I'm leaving out a lot of his lines, you know, a lot of the things that he's saying. He's laughing the whole time. Like, he's jumping through the air in this one panel. He says, ha, 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 ha. You know, he's loving it. This is the greatest time of his life. <laughs> and he says, ooh, you know, that was that was a good shot. You know, I kind of maybe felt that chair a little bit. He says, hold on, I'll be right back with you. And he rips the toilet out of the ground, <laughs> and he cracks Frank across the head with it, right? Oh, right yeah. Which, obviously, in the real world would have killed the poor right, guy. Yeah. But yeah. the Punisher can take it. Sure. You know, he's protected by his own form of super uh, durability plot armor. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just one step above Kevlar is plot. Um, that'll keep you going for quite some time. It, there's a lot of it in this book, but it's all for fun. Yes. So basically what we're seeing now is, is the fr- Frank can't do shit to this guy. You know, he's soft and squishy. Like in this panel, it shows Frank getting a knife out of his boot and sticking him in the gut. And the Russian just says, knife in the guts. That's not very nice. <laughs> so he he's soft, but at the same time, Frank can't do shit to him. Right. Chairs don't work. Knives don't work. Kicking him in the nuts didn't work. <laughs> Nothing is working against this guy. He just absorbs everything. He's not like the blob or anything like that, but nothing he does is making this guy slow down one bit. Right? Okay. And throughout this fight scene, we are also seeing scenes of the vigilantes. Okay. Kind of doing their thing. It's just like a one page here, one page uh-huh. there kind of deal. Uh-huh. And it's Mr. Payback going around looking for Elite and this unknown axe murderer guy, right? Okay. Who's only killing bad guys up in the Spanish Harlem area. And Frank is just, he's just like, why can't I just pass out? And he's thinking that as his head is inside of his mini fridge getting <laughs> hit, you know, like with the door. <laughs> Frank just wants to pass out. And he's not. 
He's just too damn resilient. Really? And getting his ass kicked, and he can't pass out. And does he want it just to be over? Yeah, he's like, he, he can't do anything against this guy. Everything oh, okay. he's tried, it's just nothing slows this guy down. So as his head is getting slammed with uh-huh. his mini fridge door or cupboard or whatever it is, uh-huh. he's thinking to himself, why can't I just pass out? Why do I have to go through this? <laughs> just pass out and let me die asleep. You yeah, know? just, man, I've. This is this has been enough. I've, I'm good. I'm done. I'm good. This is yeah. I still got bullet holes that are healing right. me, and now I have my head in this fridge. Right. Like, right. Just let me pass out. Right. So he's kind of over it. He's just like, fuck. Wow. This sucks. I mean, he hasn't truly given up. He's just you know in right. a lot of pain. <laughs> right. And in, in the in the Punisher's world, you know, it's like it's not like once he's defeated, he'll be killed. He knows that once he's knocked out. There'll probably be a slight monologue, and then I'll wake up somewhere, and I can just like go from there. But once I'm, yeah, exactly. Once I pass like, out. At least maybe if I just sleep stop. through the mo- most of this, I'll just wake up in a nice, comfy <laughs> right. chair tied up to yeah, it or something. Exactly, and then I can figure this out from there. But in the meantime, God, just pass out already. Jeez. <laughs> well, fortunately for us, unfortunately for Frank, he does not pass out. Okay. Um, he gets his head slammed into the counter here, and he he says. Turn on the gas for no good reason. So he turns a burner on and he dodges a hit and he just got lucky. As soon as the Russian's fist touched that burner, he starts to scream burning. No. So sensitive skin. Frank actually managed to hurt him. Okay. With fire. Get primitive. First. Finally, Frank gets a hint of what is going to stop this guy from kicking his ass. Yeah. Um, the, the vigilantes are, are still in the background here. You know, okay. a couple of panels of them all meeting up through, you know, totally contrived situations okay. to get them to actually find one another. <laughs> oh, I see. You know, yeah. and they have this ridiculous little meeting where they're like, yeah, we're totally alike. Oh, this is so cool. And we all thought the same thing. This is just the beginning. And they like literally put their hands on the top of each other. Like, yeah. <laughs> really? They have, a, yeah. they have an actual team up moment? Yeah. Uh, just immediately they're like, yeah, we got to find the Punisher because he's the thing that's going to tie this whole group together. We're going to be awesome. And they're like totally uh, fucking batshit crazy. They have guys. their own like Avengers Assemble moment. Yeah. That, they think that they're <laughs> just the next, you know, best thing. And they're the Punisher's going to join them, and they're going to be besties and kill a bunch of bad guys, right? <laughs> okay. It's just, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's a little disturbing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Frank is now on the ground. He's tore up. He's bruised. He's swollen. And the Russian says, ding, ding, end of round one. <laughs> and Frank's just laying there, and the the Russians just talking. It's hilarious stuff. I'll leave it up to you guys to find out. Uh, but Frank sees a gun under the stove or under the you know, like in the kitchen, uh-huh. and he's trying to crawl. Like the the Russian is just talking about amazing Spider Man, thwip thwip. Like he's <laughs> he's going really weird. Just how much he wanted to come over here and meet these people, or maybe fight them, whatever. Okay. And he sees that Frank's going for the gun, and he says, oh, what are you going for, little man? And he picks up the gun, and he breaks it to pieces, and he's like, no, this is this is not okay. First the knife, now the gun. This is a fist fight. What are you doing, right? <laughs> and then he says, round two, and he picks him up and throws him through the door. And he lands out in the hallway. Um, Joan and Spacker Dave are there, and he's like, go, you idiots. He's like, get the hell out of here, right? Yeah. The Russian, he's an unstoppable 
fucking bastard and yeah. he's just laughing while he's kicking his ass <laughs> Spacker Dave and Joan are like what the hell and Frank just keeps going like go get out of here yeah. you know, run but they're kind of frozen and he gets hit again and he flies through Mr. Bumpo's door and Mr. Bumpo's sitting there eating. He's down to one, two, three, four pizzas. So he had already eaten. Three. I was wondering when he was going to come into play. I knew that he had to. Yes. I, I, I was just, I was curious. At some point, he's going he to pop in here. Okay. So so Frank only has the one clue, heat, right? And he right. asks, he lands next to Mr. Bumpo, or he lands on top of Mr. Bumpo's table. And he's like, hey, Mr. Bumpo, that pizza hot? And he says, yeah, Sal's is right around the corner. He says, great. <laughs> and he throws... A pizza into the Russian's face as he comes through the door. Huh. Hot, steaming pizza sure. with melted yeah. cheese, right? <laughs> this is like a Slams very into his home face. alone moment. Very much. Yeah. <laughs> Using whatever he can, yeah. Right. It's very PG-13. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, huh? It's not very graphic, that's for sure. Right. It's, more, it's obviously more comical. You, what superhero or hero uses a pizza, you know, as a weapon against somebody like the Russian. Right. You know? Ninja Turtles. That's probably, that's, that's all I'm coming up right. with. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> so he's freaking out trying to pull that cheese off of his face, but it's molten hot, you know, and he's like, ah, the burning, it hurts. And Frank trips him, falls to the ground. And as he's rolling over, He's like, okay, this is, you know, the kid gloves are coming off. I'm going to take this seriously now. The Russian is pissed, right? All he right. keeps calling Frank big boy. Right. <laughs> kid gloves come off big boy. <laughs> and right as he opens his eyes, Frank is pushing Mr. Bumpo onto the Russian. <laughs> so okay. Mr. Bumpo is a very large fella. Right. I'm guessing close to 1,000 pounds. He can walk, Whoa. but, you know. Okay. It's great effort. Wow. So the Russian screams, no. <laughs> and Mr. Bumpo falls down stomach first onto him. And Frank jumps on Mr. Bumpo's back. And he says, just hang on, Mr. Bumpo. Just hang on. It'll be over soon. Whoa. So here's where, you know, the Russian is, is like I said, he's a super villain. He is definitely uh-huh. super powered. Uh-huh. But it, it, it there's a question as to how strong he is. He obviously can't lift Frank plus Mr. Bumpo off of himself, right? Okay. <laughs> so there's a limit to his strength and to his durability because after 20 minutes, he asks Mr. Bumpo, hey, you know, about how long has it been? And Mr. Bumpo says, you know, about 20 minutes. He says, great, we'll let it go for another 10. So they just lay on top of the Russian. He's long since stopped squirming for 30 minutes at least. So this is where he has weaponized his neighbor. Wow. <laughs> Much like the Mr. polar bear. Bumpo, that's awful. <laughs> so traumatic. <laughs> well, he's he says he says, How long has it been, Mr. Bumpo? And he says, About twenty minutes, Mr. Smith. And he's got this forlorn look like, Oh, I'm you know, this sucks, I'm sad. Aww. And he says, We'll give it another ten and he's just okie dokie. <laughs> you know, Mr. Bumpo's just along for the ride at this point. Hey, you know what? He didn't get any piercings torn out of his face or I mean like of all the ways to uh, be wrapped up in Frank's life like this is kind of getting off light and uh yeah I mean pardon the pun but geez wow he (laughs) he he definitely didn't suffer the way other people in Frank's life have suffered right right yeah that's such a (laughs) Garth Ennis way to take out your absolutely mini boss like wow absolutely (laughs) <laughs> it, it's it's so fitting and if you ever do read this book it's so like familiar and so wacky mm-hmm. and over the top it's just so much fun wow 
So they finally pull Mr. Bumpo off. Joan and Dave come in to see what the hell was going on and who the hell that guy was and what the hell's happening now. And uh, <laughs> Mr. Bumpo stands up and he says, he's just confused. He's fine. He's just confused. And the Russian is dead on the floor, <laughs> having suffocated in Mr. Bumpo's <laughs> belly fat. But, you know, the neighbors, are they're very concerned. And he's like, no, you know, I just got to go finish this, basically. Okay. And this is where he kind of explains how simple it is to make the choice to Joan, right? Who just okay. wants to desperately leave but is too scared to. Okay. So so uh, the one remaining goon that was with the Russian, <clears throat> he stayed in the car like a smart guy. <laughs> he didn't go in with the Russian. He stayed. He's reading a book. Uh, he's reading The Bridges of Madison County, to be exact, <laughs> and uh, eating a candy bar. Frank rips him out through the driver's side window and stuffs that fucking candy bar into his mouth, kills him dead. So that guy thought he got off light. Oh, man. I would have dropped off the Russian and then parked the car and then just ran away. Yep, just to just, run just far. I would have I brought a pair of Bermuda shorts and a T-shirt. I would have changed into them in an alley and just blended in. Yep. Gone. <laughs> Later. This is not worth it. It's funny you say that. You'll see why. Okay. All right. So so Frank hijacks that car. He's got a gun and a bag. Anyways, we're, we're at Ma Nucci's mansion, and she's actually, <laughs> she's on the floor, and I'm not, I'm not trying to laugh at her plight with no <laughs> arms and no legs, but she kind of deserves what's going on sure. with her. Yeah, yeah. And she's, you know, she's struggling. If it takes years of therapy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk again, right? And she, she's just on the ground wiggling around. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, she gets the report, you know, that no word yet. Nothing nothing yet, right? right. Uh, he's he's taking his time. He's bringing me the Punisher's head. So she's still very confident, right? Okay. Mr. or uh, Detective Molly and Detective Martin, they are still stakeout, still waiting around. And they see the Punisher speed by and that they think, "Okay, finally Here's the sign that we're waiting for. The Punisher's finally going after Manucci herself, and they can finally wrap this up, right? So they're they're finally excited, and they speed off, too. Okay. Uh, a little bit more discussion between the vigilantes. They, they're coming up with their plan. How are they going to approach the Punisher to become the team leader, that kind of thing? <laughs> Goons. <laughs> they, they call themselves He Will Lead the Vigilante Squad. Oh, uh, that's the worst. Yeah. It wor- the it's the worst, worst right? Ugh, Purposely, of course, uh, it's the worst. <laughs> and the the splash page is hilarious. You got the you got the holy in the front with his axe. He's got his hand raised, a big skull in the background. Mister Payback on the side, and Mister Elite on the other. And they're walking towards like they're just these awesome guys, right? It's the worst. They're they're kind of like Bravo Force. <laughs> they don't realize what kind of trouble they're in. So Punisher shows up. And Manucci has managed to scrounge up her last remaining goons, right? She has been waiting for hours to hear from the Russian and still nothing. And one of the goons up in the room is like, oh, my God. And they're like, no way. What? There's, this is not possible. And she finally looks out the window. They lift, they have to lift her up in her chair so she can see. Sure. And he's out there and he had set fire to the grounds. And he's standing there with a gun. And he says, is this all you've got? And he's holding the Russian's head. <laughs> this, is this like, 
Is this like Frank's say anything moment where he's just standing yeah. out front and instead of holding a boombox above his head, he's holding up a severed head? He's got a gun and he's got the Russian's head <laughs> and he's set fire to everything. So he's backlit and he's standing there staring with one eye because the other eye is swollen shut uh, yeah. at the goons on the ground. And they say, fuck this. They're, uh-uh. They're not having it. One guy throws his gun on the ground, and then all of the other guys throw their gun on the ground, Dude, and they jam. For real. You know? Like, there's a point where it's like, okay, you know what? Nah, I'm out. Good luck. You brought this on yourself. Uh, I'm out. I'm out. See you later. I'm out. Good luck, Frank. Yep. A good half a dozen or more of these guys, they are done. Yeah. And she's, you know, she's calling them cowards. She's going nuts. Hey, you can't do this. I pay your wages. And they're yeah. like, you can't pay us enough nope. to fight that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have to remember that all of these guys knew or at least saw this Russian guy. They knew what he did to that one goon. You know, how they just crushed him. How the Punisher showed up there with the freaking guy's head. Right. There's no way these guys are going to get involved. Right? right. Exactly. Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. You just look at it like, no. Nope. No, not going to happen. I am red shirt goon number 15. Um, I'm out. I'm not going to get my head taken off uh, for whatever yep. it is you've got going on up there upstairs, uh, Mrs. Potato Head. I'm out. Yeah. See you later. I mean, what can she be even like paying them with, you know? Like she's at the end of a rope. She's run out of guys. There's nobody out doing any of her business. You know, right. she's. it's just her alone now yeah all these guys jammed and she's i will not accept this and she's screaming no and frank is yes you know he's <laughs> he's very very happy he's he's so close he can taste it right uh, all right and the the last issue we're on issue 12 now and uh it's not an action-packed issue at all it's very simple he's already killed everybody yeah everybody's already dead Maz left the last remaining goons said fuck this shit and they right. jammed right Okay, and it's not like she's a threat. You know? No, not at all. She's sitting in a chair while he's pouring gasoline all over her room. Wow. And he's like, don't don't mind me, Ma. I'll be done and out of your way in no time. That is dark. Yeah, he's just <laughs> dumping gas everywhere. And she's, she's saying everything she can to try and get a rise out of him, to make him stop, to make him whatever, right? She's like, I can't believe you're doing this. You're the monster. You're a murderer. You should shoot yourself in the head because you're no better than any of us. You know, what you've done is genocide, mm-hmm. right? She's just, she's losing her mind trying to get him to talk. He's not saying shit. Mm-hmm. He said that one thing. He says, uh, he says, uh, you're a monster and I'm killing you. It's not complicated. Hmm. And he says, because I want you gone from the face of the earth. And that's, all he cares about. Uh, yeah. It makes his motivation very simple. It's very simple. Yeah. You bad, you die. So, and there's gas everywhere. There's, t- you know, ga- gas cans everywhere. He's he's totally soaked the whole place. <laughs> and she's still screaming at him from that window. She could barely see out of it, but she's still screaming at him as he's walking away. <laughs> she, says, she says that he's cursed and that he's damned and that, you know, what he's going through is, is how it's always going to be for him. He's never going to find what he's looking for. Right, she's trying to get a rise out of him still, and he just looks at her and says, "Whatever," and tosses, you know, a grenade <laughs> into the doorway, lights up the whole place, and before the fire can reach her, uh-huh. she manages to pull herself with her stubs out of the window, and she's flying or falling yeah. through the air, yelling, "I'm coming to get you!" <laughs> the fire's raging behind her. She manages to flop herself out of the window, lands on the ground. 
her wig comes off and you can see the bear attack scars on her head. <laughs> and she's literally biting his leg. Oh, my God. Hey, man, go out fighting. At least she's just... <laughs> she said she wasn't going to give up and she did not give up. So he says, he says one last thing to her. Go back to hell, Ma. And he just punts her into the fire. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. So, so that's the end. Yeah, and it's ridiculous too because there's a big raging fire. She's screaming no. Oh my god! And her her torso is just flying through the air as he kicks her. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear, or Molly and Martin are coming up through like the hedges, uh-huh. and they hear her scream. Yeah, you know, because she got kicked into the fire. Yeah, yeah. And then they see the house. Right, all this time, this whole arc, they've been waiting, uh-huh. waiting, waiting, waiting. Yeah, and then they come around and they finally see what's happening, and the whole thing is up in flames. Literally, <laughs> no evidence, oh. no ma, no Frank. <laughs> oh yeah. So the two losers are still the two losers, right? Yeah. And Molly, her her bravado, she was very confident this whole time. Uh-huh. Now her face is all <laughs> sunken and sullen. Right. So it didn't work out the way they thought. <laughs> It was going to work out, but uh-huh. Frank pops up behind them. Uh. He says, well, well, my very own task force. So <laughs> a little behind the scenes, we didn't see him, but he knew that they these two existed and that what they were doing, right? Because okay. Frank or the Punisher knows everything, right, obviously. Right, right, right. <laughs> so he basically tells them not to do anything stupid and that what he's going to do is that I busted into her safe before I torched her. Oh. And here's what is going to happen. You're going to let me go. I'm going to keep the money that I found, and you're going to get this envelope. I'm going to walk away, and that's it. Wow. That's all that's going to happen here. She says, what is it? And he's like, it's photographs. And she said, what kind of photographs? Well, the career-making kind. Okay. And so what Frank does is hand over to Molly and Martin the photos. And it's that picture of Britney Spears getting out of the limo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and TMZ was born. Not quite as exciting as that. It's a picture of the mayor and the commissioner um, diddling each other. Oh. That's the big secret. That's the dirt is that they are a, a gay couple and they were photographed together and it would ruin the city, ruin them, ruin their families. That's that's the dirt that Ma Nucci had over those two. Wow, how 2001. Right. Now that we're getting reelected. And now (laughs) Martin and Molly have those photos. Ah. So things are looking a little bit up for them Ah. at this point. Uh, Frank takes all of that cash and he splits it up. He leaves. He he ghosts his neighbors, right? Yeah. But they do leave a, a his the he leaves his door open. And the the three of them, Spacker Dave, Joan, and Mr. Bumpo, they, hey, is Mr. Smith still here? His door is open. They go in, and in the room where his arsenal was is a table with their names on it and stacks of money. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, the the note to Joan says, Joan, just go, Frank. Aww. And now she's got the money to be able to do it, right? Right, yeah. And then we see him... You know, he's down in the alleyway and he hears them whooping and hollering and being excited. <laughs> so he walks away. He feels like he, he finally did something that was nice for somebody. Aww. He kept them safe. That's nice. Um, it's a nice little happy ending for them. Yeah, exactly. They they were put through a little bit of hell, yeah. especially Dave. Yeah. Especially poor Spacker Dave and his 
face full of metal. Yeah. Uh, but they made out with like some fat rats. I'm guessing around 250 grand each, probably based off of what Frank said about how much money he found. All right. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Pretty good amount. I just figured he was going to like use that money to buy more ammo. Like I was like, oh, oh I'm sure he... he kept enough to buy more ammo. Yeah. This is what was left <laughs> over from. <laughs> and he doesn't have a problem with taking money from the bad guys. No. You know, Frank fuels his mission with the, the blood money that they sure. have gathered, you know? Sure, sure. So he'll get more soon. Oh, no yeah. No problems there. Yeah. We see Commissioner Martin Soap in his office. Oh. Uh, we see him talking on the phone to Molly, who is taking a vacation before she comes back and starts running for office. <laughs> <laughs> so he's now the commissioner and Molly will be something else. I don't know what. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. But they're, they're, the idea is they're going to be the new mayor and commissioner. They're the, right. Gotcha. And he goes outside and he's like, wow, you know, I just love this city. It, it's crazy how things can turn around. And he promptly gets shit on by a bird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's foreshadowing. For things going wrong for poor Martin Soap in the future, but yeah. you know what I would like to think? I would like to think that somewhere up there, Bud Plug just dropped a shit. That yeah, right onto Soap. Yep. You know what? As a reminder, Martin, you don't deserve where you're at. Have some bird shit. There you go. So so Frank, and he even says it is one last thing. All right, Mister Payback, Elite, the Holy. Oh yeah. Dipshits. Those dipshits. So, so, so Frank, he does his last little bit of detective work he needs to to take care of these uh, vigilantes. He's at this point very unaware that they have decided to try and form a team, right? Right. Okay. And he he's just tracking down the last of them, okay. and uh, he le- he says, which leaves the Axemen, and uh, he says that this you know he got information from Soap because he and Molly we're tracking them down. Oh, okay. And so he says, uh, he says, this is going to stop. Basically you guys are not, uh, doing the right thing. Let's put it that way. Okay. And they're still arguing about how to get the Punisher on their team. (laughs) And he just shows up (laughs) and, and father Redondo, the Holy, he's all, I knew you'd come. It was inevitable. And (laughs) Frank is standing in the door with his guns out and he says it certainly was. And they're like, This is great. This is fantastic. They don't quite realize yet. You guys are really misreading the situation. They're not reading the situation at all. And he said and they're they're like, We knew you would would come. We knew that you would show up and lead our squad. Uh-huh. And he said he's Frank says, Lead you? And they're like, Of course. He's like, Lead you? No. <laughs> he says to the to father to the holy, he says, you're a lunatic. And then he looks at Elite and says, you're a Nazi. Yeah. And then he looks at uh, Mr. Payback and says, and, and he says, and you, does the name Maria Lopez mean anything to you? And he says, and he's just like, huh? Like questioning. Mr. Payback doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Frank says, Maria Lopez was a cleaner at the Worldwide Investment Building. She died when one of your bullets went through the wall of the boardroom. Remember, he had walked into that boardroom and sprayed all of them down? Right, yeah. She said, she's one of the four innocent people who've been cut down in the crossfire of your little crusade just because you couldn't be bothered to plan properly. And he tries to excuse it away. Mr. Payback, he's like, oh, well, I mean, there there have to be sacrifices (laughs) made in any war, haven't there? No. 
And he said, and Punisher says, I'm glad you think so. As he cocks his weapon. Oh no. (laughs) And they, they finally catch on to what's happening. (laughs) Their eyes go wide and they're like, no, wait a minute. You were supposed to be one of us. You're supposed to lead us. And Frank's just listening to them beg. And the Holy says, in heaven's name, man, isn't this exactly what you want? And Frank says, no. And just, that's the last page is him (laughs) opening fire and hosing them down. (laughs) So in the end, there's only one Punisher. Right, but no, no introspection, no like, Oh, maybe I maybe I am breeding the same violence I wish to defeat. It's just like no. And then shoots nope. everyone and moves on. <laughs> and moves on. His existence, all it did was sh- was bring to light three other lunatics that needed to be put down. He just didn't know it yet. Right. So everything everything got wrapped up pretty nice. Manucci, she got her comeuppance. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh the the Russian Oh man, wait till you read it. It's and, ridiculous. Yeah, that's like a fun character. I mean, that's like, you know, you, you get some fun out of that. It doesn't go too long. It doesn't doesn't, you know, stretch out or whatever, but it's a nice fun, you know, bit in there. Yeah, and and the Russian doesn't stay gone. There's a little oh. spoiler for you. The character actually does come back. Huh. Um yeah, I think he gets made into like a cyborg in the future. <laughs> So he becomes a, a real, <laughs> real super-powered uh, character by becoming part cyborg or all cyborg. So he becomes the Russian Terminator. You have a problem. You're gonna die. Basically, yeah. And I want to say that he actually gets a pair of fake tits, too. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> he becomes a Russian terminator robert paulson (laughs) his name was robert paulson yeah yeah here he is he's punching spider-man and he's wearing a dress and he's got boobs well all right hey man we're all about non-binary gender acceptance here at the (laughs) multiverse so we congratulate the russian for being a pioneer (laughs) oh man you oh man you gotta you got to Google it. <laughs> oh, man. I actually am right now. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So he goes through some changes. Sure does. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So they kind of Frankenstein him. It looks like they took off his head and then put it onto a different body. Right. So, and that body was built like a brick house. Brick shit house, absolutely. Yowza. Yep. All yep. Right. That is not the last time Frank has to deal with good old Russian. <laughs> and in this one, he's wearing a tank top. This is Brittany. All right. It all comes back around. <laughs> Excellent. So that is uh, that is the Punisher by Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon, and uh, welcome back, Frank. First 12 issues. Very nice. Sorry it took so long to get to the second part. Hey, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. We were, we we're going we're gonna to try to be better about that and stop folding ourselves in wrong directions. That's my... Well, we're old now. Our bodies are traitors <laughs> at this point. It really is. 
<laughs> Although the last delay we had was um, due to weather and the fact that I live out in the woods and it snowed and I didn't have power for five <laughs> days. So that was the last time we were late. Um, that was less about me being old and more about me having poor lifestyle choices. We can't do anything about the weather. I'm sorry. No, but you can do something about living in the woods like a weirdo. And uh, That's I, true. I have... I've been saying that for a while. <laughs> Yeah, it's just me and Ted Kaczynski living, living the life, or at least he was. <laughs> Ted uh, Kaczynski lives up the hill from you. Yeah, yeah. I like, I I could be like the renter of his old shack. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't looked it up. I should probably do a Google search. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that. That was a. That was a. Uh, that was a. It was a nice journey, but it was very encapsulated. Like it was a very like told in one arc kind of story, which is nice when you're getting into a new character. Like you don't for sure. I didn't feel like I needed to know a lot going in, but I I've have fully enjoyed that story, you know, on the way out. So yeah, that was awesome. So would you would you recommend that one? Of course, absolutely. I recommend anything by Garth Ennis. Uh, if Steve Dillon's drawn it, you're going to get awesome art. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like his art, you get, you can just take your opinion and shove it. <laughs> you can take your wrong opinion and get the hell out That's of here. Right. <laughs> your wrong opinion is correct. Uh, <laughs> Steve Dillon is a master. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You won't get any argument here. Uh, I'm, I'm fully with you on that. So, all right. Well, thank you for covering that. I know that was, that was quite a, a, a journey. So thank you. <laughs> For that. My pleasure. Uh, we're going to move on to our next segment, The Hold List, where we talk about the other things we're enjoying, comic-related and otherwise. And uh, I'm going to go back a little bit. One of our earlier episodes, we talked about a, a YouTube channel called Nats What I Reckon. Excellent YouTube channel. Yes, absolutely. We're both big fans. Um, it's a it's a cooking channel. It's you know some comedy stuff. It's it's you know it's really really high quality high quality stuff. And so we talked about his channel. We talked about some of his cooking. And uh, I mentioned that I had pre-ordered his book. And so I wanted to talk about that a little bit. I I received it. Uh, It was the first package I've received directly from Australia uh, in a long time, if not ever. Very nice. That was neat. That's pretty cool. Um, It didn't have any spiders or snakes in it, I hope. No, but I did open it outside just in case. There's some (laughs) enormous spider That was like way the same as a book. Like I thought, well, this is probably a book, but it could just be a famous Australian book spider. I don't know. Precautions, I think, are totally (laughs) warranted. So uh, I am definitely going to, uh, so spoiler alert, I'm going to recommend this book. Um, If you're looking for it, you can't really look by the author name because I can't find his name. I've been looking and it's Nat... Or Nat's what I reckon. But there's... I, he, <laughs> Even his book doesn't have his real name. No, his book is by Nat's what I reckon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, in the copyright notice, it's copyrighted by Nat's what I reckon, like LLC or whatever. Um, it is... He is referred to only as Nat. I went on to his booking information... Just like if you're going to book him for like an event. Right. Yeah, it's Nat. Nat. That's it. You can email... Uh, his agent. <laughs> I'm going to guess that his name is either Nat and that's it, or it's Nathan. What, like Seal? He's just like Nat. He only has one name. 
Hey, seal. If if you're gonna if you're gonna go after somebody, bite someone's style, and just go one name, Prince Seal. Like, yeah. hey, it works out. Hey, you know, it might be working for him because uh, he's doing pretty well. So he has this book, and and what made me think about it is, you know, we're we're going through Punisher, we're going through some of the the you know seedier underbelly of society, and uh, his book is called, and that's what I reckon, a Rat Bags Rules for Life. So a lot of the content in this book is kind of pushing against kind of mainstream attitudes about self-expression, uh, which I think is, is really interesting. He talks a lot about his beginning comedy career and just kind of advice for being a performer and for getting over certain aspects of you know self-esteem and right. and uh, you know self-confidence and and you know, following your voice and things like that. So it's it's part cookbook, <laughs> it's part <laughs> autobiography, and then it's like an equal third, kind of like a mental health promotion book. You know, it talks a lot about kind of believing in yourself and uh, having your own voice and following that, that kind of thing. And uh, he uh, performs at festivals there is an uh i think it's the anxiety festival oh wow <laughs> something like that um where it's it's you know literally it's it's a it's a place to get together and talk about the realities of the world that we live in and that it's not you know always pleasant and there's there's better ways than others to deal with things and and sure he talks about getting over that uh in his younger days and and kind of having this philosophy that i've i've found really inspiring and it's been uh really interesting to learn more about this guy and he's very funny. He's very, very he's funny so writing funny, style. Yeah. And uh, and a lot of that translates to his writing, you know, the way that, that he performs and things like that. So That's you'll cool. you'll get, you know, like a little boost to your to your self confidence. He's always telling you what a champion you are. Yeah. And how great, you know, things can be and, and how you just, you know, sometimes things are crappy but you need to get through it. And you get through it, you know, and you're you're better on the other side. As you, were, I know we were talking about this earlier. You said it, you know he has some TED talks, kind of you know yeah, stuff about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, I saw. Uh, it was like an eight minute long video, super easy to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really great stuff. Like, um, you know, he he talks about that a bit, and even even the the conception of even talking about it, how we don't even like to talk about you know stress or anxiety or depression right. or, or things like that. We kind of shy away from it as a society, um, and there's a stigma just in addressing it. Sure. You know, before you can even try to resolve it, even to admit that it's a thing is something we don't like to do. It's true. So, so yeah, I I appreciated that. There's a, a lot in here. So you'll get that, and then bonus, you'll learn a lot of new Australian swear words, which is <laughs> always handy to have in your arsenal. You know, be be a more well-rounded swearer yeah um. <laughs> well it's if you're ever going to another country it's always a good idea to learn a bit of their language yeah yeah and obviously you start with the swear words first right right and you, and you'll find a, a handy glossary in the back of the book about um, just australian phrases that he uses <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so you can get more familiar with it so yeah definitely definitely check this out again it's it's nat's what i reckon is the writer <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. Um, 
and the book is called Uncook Yourself: A Rat Bag's Rules for Life. It's got a lot of it's got a got a, a bit of a comic book feel to it too, because a lot of the um, or all the recipes are illustrated. Oh, that's awesome! So it's not just a listing of ingredients and stuff like that and directions. It's a comic strip of him doing the whole recipe, kind of like he does uh, on his YouTube channel. So that's really cool. So yeah, give that a whirl. Um, you know, independent performer, and uh, you know they can always use more support. And you get a cool package from Australia that's hopefully not full of spiders. So, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Our next segment is our IRL Hero of the Week, where we take a moment to spotlight heroes in our own universe. And uh, this week, we're going to talk about a man named Stephen Jarvie. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I'm not sure. I just read this article. Uh, (laughs) And see it on video or anything. So this comes to us from American Canyon, which is not too far away from our Multiverse Studio West, which is what I call my house. And uh, Stephen Jarvie is being called Superman Steve after leaping from his city maintenance vehicle to save the life of a five-year-old girl. Oh, very nice. So it seems that while the child's mother was pumping gas... The young girl slipped out of her car seat and left, let herself out of the car. Oh, jeez. And according to camera footage, you can see the child walk around another pump and then become hidden between the pillars without her mom seeing. Oh, no. So the mom then finished filling up the car and drove off with the kid still hiding behind the gas pumps. Oh, shit. Kids are a hoot. Aren't they? <laughs> they they are slippery little buggers. It, it was shocking at how well they could wiggle their way out of, you know, wherever you're trying to restrain them. <laughs> That's for sure. So according to Stephen Jarvie, quote, she walked around the pumps a little bit and it was just her alone in the station. And then she took off. I speculate <laughs> in the direction she saw her mom drive off. Right. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Got to go catch up with mom. So Jarvie then pulled his truck into the station and sprinted toward the young girl. Quote, I ran for her and she was just off the curb and I could hear cars rushing by at Oof. 50 or 60 miles an hour right behind us. Yeah, that would have been a red miss moment for sure. <laughs> it seems sketchy. This this gas station is on a highway. So she Oof. was stepping onto the highway. Yikes. And he said, it was really scary, and I did not think my old needs could move that fast. <laughs> oh, shit. And I understand that sentiment. No kidding. So, Jarvie said that after scooping the child out of the street, he held her, tried to calm her down, and called 911. American Canyon Police Chief Oscar Ortiz said, quote, The child was running toward the street, and Superman Steve jumped into action, and it could have been a real terrible tragedy. Yeah, could have been awful. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's a kind of a worse nightmare <laughs> scenario. Absolutely. <laughs> so, along with being recognized as a hero at a city council meeting and receiving two commemorative coins, nice. Uh, we're also recognizing him here. So, Superman Steve, you are our hero of the week. Good on you, buddy. Right? It's always Hell nice yeah. to hear that kind of kind of story of our blue collar brothers jumping into action. Making it's the world cool a better place. because a lot of people ask themselves what they would do in a situation. Oh, that was terrible. Mm-hmm. What would I do? Yeah. Well, now he knows what he would do. Yeah. 
Yeah, just spring into action and be a hero. That's right. And get two Badass. commemorative coins. <laughs> his and his his old knees did not fail him. So. No, no, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, good good on him. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week. Next week, we finally ditch the gritty streets of New York City and head to a very different place. A much slower, softer place where there's nary a right angle in sight. <laughs> we discover the second coming of Bill Watterson and take a newly colorful trip, courtesy of Scholastic, when we cover the all-ages classic, Bone. Bone. I'm really looking forward to that. That is a something I've uh, been interested in, but never actually picked up. Ah, it's it's great. It's I again, uh, spoiler. I really enjoyed it, <laughs> and I will be recommending it highly. So, uh, so join us for that next week. Uh, email us at miningthemultiverse at gmail.com. Find us at this multiverse on Twitter or leave us a comment on YouTube to recommend story arcs, tell us what we're wrong about, or if you would like for us to cover any other dead languages besides Latin. We have Akkadian, Coptic, Sanskrit. Next. Uh, Sanskrit. Sanskrit. You're majoring in a 5,000 year old dead language. Yeah. Ooh. Latin, it's the best I can do. Next. Phys ed. Phys ed. Okay, st- you're out of my room. Seriously, get out. Fun fact, our first roommate majored in PE. <laughs> he also hated it when I called it that. No, no. He wasn't a fan of it being called PE. No. <laughs> uh, all right, for Mining the Multiverse, I am Gabriel. And I am Jeremy. And remember, all of this is now canon. Thank <laughs> you.